Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Josh Allen, VP of Marketing at Location 3. Josh, it's good to see you. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Jeremy. Great to be with you today. So tell us a little bit about Location 3. Sure. Location 3 is the digital agency that delivers enterprise strategy with local activation. Uh, we were founded in 1999. We're headquartered in Denver, Colorado. And really, our vision is to be the premier digital solution for multi-unit brands and businesses. We focus on creating omni-channel strategies that really engage our partner's target audience, demonstrate the value of their brand, and hopefully convert loyal customers along the way, whether that's in-store, online, or, or any other place that, that makes sense. But what also makes us, I think, a little unique in, in the digital agency space is that we have our own local marketing software platform called Local Act that really allows us to scale hyper-local digital marketing and advertising across the entire business footprint of our multi-unit partners. It gives them a wealth of performance data uh, within our online dashboard so that they can also, in addition to executing marketing, clearly understand how that marketing is impacting business, especially on the ground level uh, for those business owners, and really ultimately driving the revenue growth that they seek. Okay, very cool. Now, just so so I make sure I understand that our listeners understand, multi-unit here means like franchises, right? Franchises are, are absolutely a key component of that, a key audience of ours. Um, the other group would be maybe your wholly owned kind of multi-unit business. So think big box retailers uh, or okay. anything that isn't necessarily franchised but still has that kind of large multi-location brick-and-mortar footprint or even service area business in some cases. Okay, so businesses that have many locations spread around a region, an area, the country, whatever. Precisely. Okay. And so you guys are set up to help those kinds of companies deal with the unique challenges that come with having with being spread out and having multiple locations and so on. Absolutely. I think scalability, centralization, those are really key aspects uh, for any multi-location business that kind of operates certainly under the same brands. You have the brand side of the business, but you also have that very specific local marketing component that is really critical when it comes to driving those customers in market and subsequently the revenue that comes from that. Okay. So let's talk about the decision makers that you're trying to connect with. Are you more focused on sort of the corporate side, like the big boss in charge of everything? Or are you more focused on the individual, you know, locations? Or is it some kind of combination of both? Great question. It's both. It really is both. So for us, within that core audience, especially when it comes to franchising in particular, which is certainly a very unique business model, there's really two primary audiences that we serve. So to your point, there's kind of the franchisor level, which would be the brand team, those corporate teams that are really responsible for executing marketing and advertising across the entire business footprint with a level of consistency that you know, comes back to those brand values and brand standards. So those kind of decision makers could be, you know, your CEO, your CMO, your chief technical officer these days. Ad tech continues to accelerate. VP of marketing, VP of digital. And on the franchisee front, we also engage directly with those business owners. You know, while they're part of that larger franchise or that brand network, um, we very much understand that these businesses are really a part of the fabric of their communities. 
And their goal is to really connect with those customers on a local level. So really what we do is, is understand their business, understand their market, and, and help drive those customers with customized marketing programs that fit their needs. Um, and then there's even a, a kind of a tertiary group, I would say, that, that is a combination of, you know, your franchise advisory council, which could be made up of influential franchisees and business owners that have kind of a bridge between the broader network as well as that corporate team, um, and then other groups like field marketing directors, franchise business consultants, all which kind of act as that bridge between the brand-level folks and, and the folks on the ground at the franchisee level. Mm-hmm. That, that is interesting. I mean, we, we all know about what a franchise is, right? And most people have been to, you know, like a McDonald's, obviously, right? So, you know, like your local McDonald's. Right. I just think we we often don't think about it in those terms. I think we just think of like McDonald's, the big giant mm-hmm. company that's everywhere without thinking about, oh, this, this store is actually owned by a local person probably, and, you know, like it's yeah, kind of, absolutely. it's kind of like running a small business if you have a McDonald's store. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. And while there are certainly plenty of, you know, entrepreneurs or business owners that own, own multiple locations. In most yeah. cases, franchises are individually owned, and they really do operate and function much like a small business, even though they're part of that larger brand. Their goal is to bring customers in the door or convert customers online because at the end of the day, that business is tied to a lot of their things relative to their livelihood, right? Their mortgage, their their yeah kids' college education, all of those things that, you know, would be, I think most people understand a small business to be, you know, franchises uh, operate much in the same way. Yeah. It's a small business that's part of a much larger business, and that's an interesting relationship. So let's talk about how, let's focus on the in, the franchisees for, for a minute. You know, the, 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 the franchisee who owns, say, like a single outlet of whatever we're talking about. So what is mm-hmm. your guy's strategy? for connecting with that person and having the conversations that you want to have to drive business? Great question. So for us, we really, it's twofold. You know, I think step one is uh, working with those folks at the brand level and the corporate level to understand all of the ins and outs to not only marketing, but even operationally from a business perspective that are consistent across the entire franchise system and how that impacts the individual business owners. And then, you know, our business model was really designed to, as you said, engage with those franchisees on a one-to-one basis, and that's where our local app platform comes into play, certainly from a marketing execution, a data management perspective, and, and performance reporting that comes back to that franchise owner. But I think one one thing that we really focus on is the human element uh, and the level of interaction that our team is able to have with individual business owners because, again, to the point I made earlier, well, I may be part of a larger brand, uh, and there's a lot of benefits to that and a lot of structure in terms of operations and marketing. My primary focus more often than not at the end of the day is making sure that my business is thriving, you know, my franchise is generating customers. And so when it comes back to marketing, that's where our teams really try to focus on. You know, if, if you're a franchisee, as I always say, in Topeka, it's different than it is in Atlanta than it is in maybe lower Manhattan. And so it takes that human element to really harness the right tools, the right technology, develop the right media mix that's very targeted, all with the mind of supporting that individual franchisee and helping them grow their business. Okay, so give me an example or two of what that human element looks like when you put it into practice. How do you actually make that human connection 
with an individual, you know, operator of a great question. We really, at the outset of any broad partner, have a very systematic approach in terms of bringing franchisees into the fold, integrating them into our local ad platform, helping them understand all of the marketing and media options that they have available to them, and then subsequently also helping educate where we need to and where we can around the KPIs that they should be looking at and the metrics they should be looking at to really assess how their marketing budget is translating into actual ROI and actual customers and revenue at the end of the day. So specific examples would include, you know, kind of system-wide onboarding webinars, for example, where we introduce the programs, we help franchisees understand the entire parameters of, of what we're rolling out, the different media options that we think are going to be most effective uh, at the outset, and how we want to scale those programs over time to grow their businesses individually. And then from there, there's a lot of kind of ongoing support. Our teams are available 24-7, but we also build in, you know, quarterly reviews and monthly performance reviews uh, so that franchisees, again, can understand that their dollars are translating into actual results on the ground level. Mm-hmm. And, and now these webinars, are these for existing customers already, or are they aimed at also at prospects, folks who are interested but aren't already on board? Primarily existing customers. We will, from a webinar perspective or kind of an educational perspective, um, conduct those that are more for prospective clients and some of our partners. So we work very closely with Google. We've been a Google Premier partner, I think, okay. uh, since 2007. They've got a really great team that really the focus there, I think, is around thought leadership, best practices, um, specifically when it comes to how to leverage digital marketing channels, strategies, tactics, uh, both at the brand level and how to scale those effectively across a lot of franchisees. So that, that would be more kind of the prospective client, whereas a very yeah. kind of dedicated approach that's, that's been proven out uh, is what we reserve really for our partners. Okay. So, so are prospects mostly finding you? Are, are you mostly focused on inbound marketing or are you also uh, having strategies to reach out and and connect with, you know, make, initiate that connection with the prospects. Absolutely. It's, it's a good mix of both. Obviously, a lot of what I focus on and my team focuses on is, is around the inbound marketing piece. Um, and that can include a combination of uh, very targeted media buys, PR initiatives, coupled with a really focused content strategy so that when we do have that opportunity to be in front of a potential decision maker, we're demonstrating thought leadership, our value proposition to their business model, their brand in particular, and certainly those business owners. Um, but we also do have business development teams that do kind of that outbound traditional sales with a similar approach. You know, we really try to come at it from what is that value that we're providing and, and providing, as I said, that, that kind of premier solution that is very customized and specific to multi-location brands and franchise businesses in particular. Okay. What would you say is the single most challenging part of getting the attention of an ideal franchisee prospect and then nurturing them to the point of actually joining up with you guys? What's the biggest hurdle you face there? I think there's two that come to mind. Uh, One is, you know, I think they're, they're both hurdles and opportunities. One is that uh, certainly the, the kind of sales cycle, if you will, is a very long sales cycle because it's still very much rooted in relationship building. A big part, I think, of franchising is, is that relationship, not only at the brand level and being kind of the extension of those strategic marketing teams in-house where our team can kind of come into play and help fill some gaps that may exist and 
just expand upon the strategy that's going to impact that entire brand, but then also understanding, as we've discussed, those individual needs of those franchisees. And I think that it takes a lot of learning and a lot of experience in this space to really understand that. I think somewhat related, the other challenge is that with the way MarTech and AdTech has really accelerated, it feels like every month there's a new platform, there's a new tool, whether that's, you know, it'll help you post on social or provide a new level of reporting or help you execute marketing on TikTok, right? At the end of the day, that human element is still critical. And in a lot of cases, what we find is a lot of these brands still struggle to integrate these systems. So they may have a specific tool for social media or a specific tool for other forms of media buying, whether that's search or programmatic. They may have a content tool and they purchased or, or licensed these tools to try to scale efforts, but then ultimately everything lives in a silo. And so there's a lot of noise in terms of, you know, hey, we can, whether it's a platform or, you know, a, an agency, whatever it may be, everyone kind of, there's a lot of talk about their ability to execute and scale local marketing programs. I think what gets missed in that is that franchisee human element and that engagement. And so we put a lot of focus there, and that's, I think, where we really demonstrate our value proposition. Um, but the competition continues to expand, as I said, especially on the ad tech front. It's something that we're yeah. certainly keeping uh, our, our focus on as well. Okay. But it sounds like you have found that <clears throat> the more you go back to those kind of basic fundamentals of getting to know people, developing relationships, mm -hmm. really developing a deep understanding of who are these people, and what do they really care about? I mean, the most basic things, but arguably the hardest things to do. Yeah, yeah. And I think I would add to tracking and measuring performance because to reiterate, when when there's a lot of different systems and technology at play, you know, you'll hear a lot in the industry folks talk about data and having data sets available to them. Big data was a buzzword years and years ago that still pops up. Um, but when those systems don't integrate well and don't talk to each other, it's hard to make sense of what's working and what's not. It's hard to pinpoint what where there are opportunities to expand and grow and scale certain initiatives. And ultimately, this just leads to a lot of gaps in general understanding of performance, which probably ultimately is leading to a loss in, in revenue and, and true profitability because, again, these systems are not integrated. They're not talking to one another the way that they, they really need to be. Yeah, good point. Okay, great. Well, Josh, let's sum things up a little bit. What's uh, something you've learned over the last couple of years or over the course of your career that you can share with our listeners to help them better engage their audiences? I think it's come up, you know, certainly over the last few years in particular, but I think one topic that continues to be front and center, particularly around engagement, whether you're on the B2B side in many cases like we are, or, you know, you're a franchise brand looking to reach new consumers is how you know, privacy and changes in privacy policy are impacting marketing and advertising. You know, third-party cookies, while Google and some other folks have extended the window before third-party cookies ultimately go away, you know, I think as we make this really industry-wide shift towards first-party data when it comes to reaching and engaging users online, that, that to me is a key topic of focus. So if you're a brand, you know, or, or a marketer in general that isn't at least understanding how you need to make that transition toward what is going to be that first-party world. And away from third-party cookies, the time is now to start. Um, because for those that lag behind, it's going to dra dramatically kind of reshape how they're able to reach their target audience in a meaningful way. Because 
you know, users are more savvy online, but they still also engage and respond to quality marketing and advertising and will convert into loyal customers. Like the message is, you know, right place, right time, all those fundamentals of marketing, but to bring it back to the first-party data, it's going to get more difficult to be more personalized if you don't have the right plans and the right strategies in place um, when those third-party cookies go away. So I think that's going to be uh, certainly something we've been talking about with our partners for a while. It's something that's top of mind for us, and I think for anyone who markets online or, or digitally should be top of mind as well. Okay, great point, great insight. Well, Josh, thank you very much for that, for all your great insights and for your time today. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Jeremy. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, Looking forward to speaking with you again soon, hopefully. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.